hang on a minute. What are we even talking about today? Oh, honey, we're giving the people what they want. Welcome back to <laughs> Sex Den Podcast, everyone. You are here with your favorite den mothers, Lauren and Camille, for drumroll, please. <laughs> Season three. Season three. <laughs> which is fine. Season three, which is fine. We had a very short intermittent season two. It only lasted about four episodes until we disappeared off the face of the earth for a few months. And now we are back. We are excited. We feel like new women. We are excited to share what's going on in our lives, our locations, our romantic relationships. That's right. And get it kicked off for season three. I'm excited for season three. I love the number three. And I think that great things come in threes. Me too. So I'm so excited. So we were first going to make a public apology. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, we want to just do – I would like to call it an acknowledgement. Okay. So that we don't over-apologize. Yeah. Because we did what we needed to do. But I think what happened was – you see, what happened was – What happened was, Camille, we recorded our last – our episode on psychedelics. And – Exactly four months ago. Exactly four months ago. To the day. And – We did not know when we were recording that that we were all of a sudden going to just kind of be on a hiatus. So we talked about potentially doing separate podcasts, Cammy doing her thing, me doing my thing. And then we kind of just forgot about it because so much was going on in our lives individually and together, planning for stuff together. So Basically, we when we were talking about coming back, it was very much from a place of like, this is what we really want to do, and we're so excited for it. And then also, let's just cut our losses and end season three with Psychedelics <laughs> Part One, and then come back to you in this new season three sexy fashion, and we have some exciting things to share with you today. Yeah, we really do. So we're not even going to do a weekly update, although we always start it that way. Yeah. But this episode is really about catching you up on what's going on, why we took a step back, and we are discussing divorce, moving to Mexico, and maintaining presence during external transformation in your life. Yes. So it's we're gonna, hefty. We're going to also do our Q&A at the end. Oh, yeah. We're going to do our Q&A. And we have a couple very exciting announcements. So stick around. Make sure not to skip any parts because we might have a little code here and there. A we code. may have a little exciting announcement here and there about expanding our wolf pack. Camille and I are ready to... Have our house and eat it too. (laughs) We really are. We are so excited. Coming back to the sex den feels like home. It feels like we can't do this project separately. And we honestly have kind of tried. We've tried. Not because we argue, not because Mm -hmm. we're not great at this together, but we, for whatever reason, we're just like, maybe you're supposed to have your own thing and interview people. Maybe I'm supposed to blah, blah, blah. And no, we just keep coming together. It's like people who keep trying to break up and they're not. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) ultimately, ultimately, 
nothing has gone wrong. There's literally no bad blood. If you're, if this is your first time here listening, Lauren and I are sisters, full blood sisters. We've been close since literally birth. She was essentially my mother, <laughs> although we're also very close with our mother. <laughs> yeah. It was like, for some reason at five, I became mom, she mom and needed, your mom. Yeah. She needed to be my mom. So we are thick as thieves and we are back. We are ready to be on this venture together. Yeah. So we're welcome really back to season three, everybody. Let's get it popping. Let's get it freaking popping. <laughs> so... Before we dive into divorce, oh, which the big not, D, we're not like you know saying that in a really excited way. No, I'm getting divorced. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not something you're super excited about. Okay. Trust me. <laughs> so before we talk about divorce, divorce, let's talk about where we are. Oh, in the world. Yeah. Okay, Lori. Last season, or maybe the season prior. We had, it was actually the end of season one. You had just moved into a brand new home. Yes. Why don't you just go ahead and talk about where you were and why you decided to make the transition and what that transition looked like? Wow. You're so good at phrasing questions. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Well, back in November at the very end of it, so basically in December, Mm -hmm. it was like the 26th of November on Yeah, uh, 2021. Yeah, 2021. Shane and I decided to buy a house in California. Yep. In the mountains in California. And we loved it so much. We were so excited. We had the biggest snowstorm ever. Just hunkered down, the two of us, in our very special spot. Well, over time, we started to feel very in love with the house as we did improvements on it, as we hosted so many guests. And really had a wonderful time. And also there was sort of this like heaviness that started to take over where we just felt weighed down by owning that house. And we bought it at the top of the market kind of. It was big for us. It was big. Like big, bigger than what I want. Like a 4-3. Yeah, like a 4-3 with a guest house and a garage and like – Big outdoor space. It was huge. Yeah, big outdoor space. We had like over 150 trees on our property. Like it was a big, beautiful place, but it really felt like somewhere that you would go to retire. And it was like our community was, we were the youngest by like two decades at least, including Shane, who's older than me by 10 years. So Mm -hmm. it was like we just were dealing with HOA stuff. Just it wasn't our vibe. And so one day, you know, Shane and I were just sitting shooting the shit and I was like do you want to just sell our house and move to Mexico and he immediately just said yes and we that day called our realtor (laughs) and never really looked back I mean we had we sobbed about it cried about it really we're so thankful for that home but we have amazing buyers they've been married for 46 years (laughs) And they have three adult kids and they're just going to have the best. It's their forever home. Grandbabies. Yeah. Yeah. And so it ended up just being this really smooth transition between that house and living this sort of more outlaw, exciting lifestyle here in Mexico. It just really feels like our vibe. It feels like just, you know, the jungle and sweaty and fun Mm -hmm. and and sexy. It's sexy. I feel like what happened is you tried settling. Yeah. Like you really tried. You're like, okay, 
what feels good. And the important thing is to mention that the whole time they just did the thing that felt good. Yeah. What felt good was they were traveling together at first, kind of going place to place. And they're like, no, let's just buy a space, get settled, get cozy, maybe have a family starting really soon, you know, which I know is, is the plan anyways. But that just turned out being a little bit aburrido, boring. Yeah. <laughs> it was boring. <laughs> yeah, it was aburrido. And aburrido. at times, difficile. Yeah, and at times, a little difficile. Yeah, difficile. It was Difficult. a little bit too boring and a little too remote. You guys wanted well, some sexy nightlife. You're just ready to, like, still thrive. And yeah. I don't know. It was just, you needed a sexy upgrade. We want to be around people. We just learned a lot about ourselves. It was mm-hmm. also the very beginning months I mean Shane and I started dating in (laughs) we started August yeah we got together in August of 2021 we bought a house in November we got engaged in January and so it was the it was a very wonderful place to house our love for that time it it, it was fun you know we got to watch the birds hatch and the flowers bloom and you know, redo a home and sell it. Like it was a whole experience and it was really exhausting. Like we were really um, tired for a lot of that time. And so that was part of the reason I, we hadn't even made that choice yet when we stopped recording this. uh, No, like they thought they were just going to be there. And when we stopped recording season two, I actually had just moved into Lauren's mm -hmm. house. Yes. Six weeks prior. Yeah. So she had just moved in. And yeah, we just, we couldn't stop traveling is basically what happened. We just wanted to leave, wanted to leave, wanted to leave. And it just financially didn't make sense for us to carry that mortgage and then also be paying for Airbnbs and hotels. Like we just aren't there in our lives. We don't want to just be shitting out 10 grand a month. There's not (laughs) FU money. No. I also, I think this is a really good lesson for the wolf pack though, because you hear during your, Throughout your life, at least I know that we heard this. Mm-hmm. It's like the more material items you have, the harder it is to do stuff. Oh my god! You know, yeah. and and that is true. And also, you can sell your stuff. Yeah, right. Like you can sell your stuff. I have so many people who say, "Oh my god, you're moving to Mexico. That's so cool. I wish I could do that." I'm like, "You can. Yeah, you can do that." Does it make – is everything – and like the whole move, is it difficult and you have to figure out a shitload of stuff, sell your stuff, it's so annoying, you have to get a buyer or a renter or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yes. And also, you can do it. Yeah. Material items do not have to make you a permanent resident of that space. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that you said that too because we'll hear, especially from people who have, I don't know, just maybe a couple of kids, a – a job with more of like a regular, you know, nine to five kind of W-2 style. Maybe they have a couple of cars, a house that they have a mortgage on. And yes, sometimes your house might be worth less than what you bought it for. So it's really difficult to sell it at that point or, or whatever. But I guess what I think you're trying to say is that when there's a will, there's a way. Yes. And It seemed like a really crazy and insane idea for Shane and I to sell our house. After six months of being there. We had been there for six months and really thought with all of our hearts that that's where we wanted to Mm -hmm. be and bought a whole home worth of furniture. Like we had really 
gone in on it. And we were just like, no, we're we're selling all of our stuff. I had a huge garage sale for a week. My mom came up and stayed with me and like yeah. upsold everybody. We listed everything on Craigslist. We just went ham. You went ham. And we didn't give ourselves an option. We said we're having a 10 by 10 storage unit and that's yep. it. And that's we didn't it. even fully fill it. No. And that's just such a freeing feeling. So I just wanted to wrap that in as a lesson. Like I'm so proud of you for doing that so quickly. It's such a big choice. And also I just expect nothing less out of Lauren. Like <laughs> after a couple months, it's like, yeah, I can see her just up and moving anywhere, but it's just a good lesson for everyone. You can do it. You can do you it. You can do it no matter how many items you have. They had furnished a huge house cars, all this stuff. They figured it out. And even if you might lose a little bit of money, Mm. I just always try to think about when I'm dying or like if tomorrow were my last day, would I be over here running the numbers to see exactly how much money I would have left if I did this or that? Or would I say, I'm so glad, even if I lose a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks, I mean, it's not the most ideal situation, but what sets your heart on fire? And I know that that's where I coach from is Mm. like from this very heart body centric place, but it's, it feels like the only way to truly live a fulfilling life to me. Like maybe it's not Mexico for you, but maybe it's, you know, having a horse or going even a different state, a different state or traveling to a different place. It's your jobs. I'm like thinking of it in so so many different different scenarios. Leaving your partner, leaving your partner. Yeah. You know, dating a person you wouldn't normally date. Yeah. Trying a new fucking shish kebab. I don't know. Like doing things that really, make your soul go, oh my God, I don't know if I could do it. That's really scary. Like that's how I felt when we were selling our house and crunching the numbers. We were like, okay. Oh my God, this is really scary. We are going to like barely make it. Yeah. And well, let's go. Let's do it. This is, I love what you said about like when you're dying. Literally. I mean, just think about it. You are never going to think about, oh, oh my God. Do you remember that time when I lost $5,000? It's going to be like, do you remember that time that I up and moved across the country? Didn't work out. Even if it doesn't work out, it's a better story. You're never going to remember the material item. You're mm-hmm. never going to, you're never going to remember the money. Right. You, you can't take a, nobody's pulling a U-Haul behind a hearse. Right. I love my stepmom and dad <laughs> say that. that. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. I just, whatever. It's an overwhelming lesson. Just follow your heart. Well, I want to, <laughs> I, I actually want to give the wolf pack a little assignment right now mm. because I feel like especially as Westerners, which most of our wuss, our wuss pack, our wolf pack. <laughs> listen up, wuss pack. <laughs> you know, you listen up, puss pack. <laughs> hey, pussy pack, you there? <laughs> pussy pack, are raise we, your hands. Are we on to something? Anytime. How's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> Anytime I do that voice, hey, Pussy Pack, who do you think of? Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. Me too, but I think of Ellen McCormick because it's the only, (laughs) it is the only voice that we use, my best friend, Ellen. Shout out. Yeah. Ellen. Shout out, Ellen. So hilarious. Um, So anyway, what I was going to say, what was I saying? Oh, I don't know. What the wolf's about death. Yes. Okay. Westerners are terrified of death. Most people are terrified of death. We live our whole lives fearing death and trying not to die. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I urge you to think about death as 
ominous as it can feel, as much anxiety as that can bring up for people, when we actually think about what we're doing here, it makes mm. life so much more precious. Really we, does. There are so many people in their 60s and 70s who are not doing well because they don't think about how precious time is. And then all of a sudden you're 60 or 70 and you have not lived your life to the best that you could. Mm. And you have to remedy that. You know, your body isn't the same. Things are just different. You have more stuff to worry about, maybe health concerns, not to point a, you know, paint a grim picture here. But basically, how do you want to feel? How do you want to be when you're 70? Well, how do you want when to reflect? How do yeah. you want to reflect on your life? Yeah. And so if, if for example, you're wanting to be able to say, I lived the most incredible story on your deathbed, then you have to start living the most incredible story now. And if you have the means to do that, and and I don't mean like a huge savings account or parents with a lot of money. I mean, if you have food, access to shelter and clothing, you, you have can, the means. You have the means. You can do it. You can become more creative. You can really invest in your journey. And mm. so I just, yeah, I just want to say that right now is it's like, Think more about if today were your last day or if, you know, in a year it was your last day. So yeah. how would you live your life? Because if you want to have an incredible life and you want to be looking back in your 90s, that incredible life starts now. Not when you've saved X amount, not when you've done X thing, but how can you be more present and more excited about your life today? Thank you so much. I don't know. I Thank just you felt so much. like a motivational speaker. <laughs> Thank and you it just so much. That was really out. good. It was just. That was. <laughs> I mean, it just, just flows out of me. It just. What can I say? It's a gift. <laughs> and I'm just not going to. I'm not holding back and anymore. And blessings. Yeah. Blessings. All right, y'all. We are taking a little break from the episode to announce our first extremely exciting announcement for the day. Our first extremely exciting announcement for the day is that we are sponsored. Woo! <laughs> okay, by none other than the OG den mother. Okay. Who is it? Who is it? The den mother is our mother. <laughs> she is our biological mother. She is the OG den mother Bess. Shout out Bess. <laughs> Shout out Bess. Our mom owns and operates the best bathing essentials company on this side of the earth. Our mom started this business like 21 years ago now. She was in yeah. Whole Foods and she has the best moisturizers, soaps, and scrubs that you've ever put on your skin in your whole life. Camille and I attribute how soft. Everybody's always telling us how soft we are. Seriously, everybody. This isn't genetics, honey. This is work. And we put on my mom's body butter every single day. My mom salves every day on our hands, lips, and heels. And we gift it to everybody that we love. We... It was our we first job. We are constantly jobs. using it. We're, Everybody's making fun of us because we're using it so often, but it's just the best. It's the shit best in the world. shit in the world. So if you want the best bath products in the world, if you want the softest skin the on this softest side of the Sahara, butt cracks, the softest butt cracks, <laughs> the softest legs, 
The softest weenus. The softest decollete. <laughs> we have to talk about my weenus later. Okay. The softest decollete. Then enter code WOLFPACK, W-O-L-F-P-A-C-K, at amberbath.com for 20% off your order. You'll thank us. And thank you for our first official sponsor, Amber Bath, Den Mother, Elizabeth. We love you. So here we are in Mexico recording and it isn't just me in Mexico. I'm sitting next to my sister. This isn't a hologram. <laughs> I'm sitting next to Camille. We're at the same table and in the same city. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you tell us, Cammie, mm-hmm. what have you been up to? What is going on with you, girl? For four months. Okay. Give us the lowdown. Give us the lowdown. <laughs> so if you follow me on Instagram – which you should, by the way, drop our handles here. <laughs> at Camille Misbach is my handle. At Sheila Florin is Lauren's and our combined page at The Den Mothers. Go ahead and give us a follow. Show us some love. I recently released a blog called I'm Getting Divorced, which is some big, big news. Yeah, it's really big news. Yes. So this has been a few months in the making and essentially when we recorded our last episode, we dropped the last psychedelics, so season two ender basically, on May 4th. On May 6th, my husband and I separated. There had been obviously a lot going on before that. It's not that's not just a decision you make very easily. We were both going on very separate healing journeys, which ended up taking us in very different directions. We had done therapy, we had sold all of our stuff to go travel. We had moved back in with Lauren actually to settle, see if we could get grounded, get settled, get some stuff worked out. So 6 weeks after we moved in with Lauren, We separated and our separation lasted two months. And during that time, I cried a lot. I mourned a lot. I felt like we had just grown so far apart. I didn't even I I didn't even recognize what we were as a partnership. Mm -hmm. And for a month of that time, we decided to not speak. Um, We texted a little bit here and there, but this is why that was so important for me is because I dedicated my time to growing and expanding my internal world. And without him in the area, without having to worry about his energy or energy I needed to give him, I got to focus solely on me. Mm -hmm. So in that two months, I had a really rough couple weeks and then I started really growing and internally changing, in my opinion, what was for the better for me in my life. I dedicated to my meditation practice. I was talking with Lauren's fiance, Shane, all the time, who he is my spiritual teacher. And I was talking, I had told Lauren and Shane right before my partner left, I don't want to talk about my relationship unless I bring it up. I want this to be a very individual journey. I don't want anybody's opinion about it. I want to figure this out on my own. So I really spent that two months doing exactly that, meditating, journaling, feeling what it felt to be alone. I had our little dog. And quite honestly, I loved it. 
I loved being alone. I realized that I had a lot of space to grow and really just sink into silence and stillness, which is what I feel like I really have been needing. And at the end of that two months, we were deciding to come back together. He was going to come back and meet me. We had a house. We were house-sitting my parents' house for a month, so it would just be the two of us. And and I was leaving with Shane yes. to come to Tulum yes. for all of July. Lauren was coming. Yep, she was leaving too. So we were just going to be alone, just the two of us, which I thought we really needed to. And I remember a day or two before he flew back and I had a full-blown meltdown. I was having a meltdown about if things weren't going to work out, if I was going to have to be get divorced, if things were going to work out. I was just having – and I'll explain this in a little bit what I feel like this meaning of like dual thoughts are. That That's a term our stepmom uses and it just really kind of hits exactly what I want to talk about in a minute. But I was just having a lot of, oh my God, what if it doesn't work out? Okay, what if it's better than ever? Just a lot of duality in my mind. And I called my stepmom and I'm like – oh my God, what if this happens or this happens or what if I pick him up and it's different and da, 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 da. And she just said, how do you feel in your body right now? Not this very second, but over the last two months, what have you discovered? And I said, I feel very calm. I feel very calm. I know my purpose. I know exactly what steps I'm ready to do next. And I knew exactly where I wanted to be next, which was on the beach. That's where I pictured myself. I had had a lot of meditations regarding being on the beach. I had a lot of this. So an overwhelming sense of calm. And she said, then I want you to stop thinking. I want you to stop thinking about what's going to happen next. And if you cannot, if you cannot keep that calm state, once you get back together, then we'll have a different conversation. And ultimately... We were together for three and a half days until I asked him to leave again. Damn. Yes. And I don't think details of what happened, what didn't happen is important. I feel like my overwhelming message in all of this is to tell people how I felt in my body. And I can say that from the second we got back together, I was immediately having dual thoughts again. I was having, oh my God, this is not going to work out. Okay, you can stay with him. Okay, holy shit, this is too much. My state of presence no longer existed. It could even for even the day after. I had a panic attack two days later. I couldn't keep a calm mind. I couldn't find my own silence. I just felt very scrambled immediately when we got back together. Mm -hmm. And we were physical, which is great. He never did anything to hurt me. He never did anything to harm me. We just had grown so far apart that it was never going to work out. Yep. That's how I felt. Our journeys had taken us in such a different direction. And from a quote from my mother, which I absolutely love, it's so simple. It's so meaningful. You either grow together or you grow apart. And we just grew apart. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. So it has been two months since then. I spent a month alone in my parents' house, which was basically a retreat for me to just mourn cry, mm-hmm. purge, like just 
I didn't really eat, to be honest. I, I could barely like, I went on some walks. I was watching Lauren's dog at the time because they had left for Mexico. I was watching my little baby Rudy and I just had a month of finding my stillness again. And then after that, in August, I spent a whole month with my dad. Also, again, finding stillness, purging, talking through a lot of it with my stepmom, releasing it to the ocean, finding my presence again. And now I have found myself exactly where I plan to be, which is at the beach in Mexico. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The beach in Mexico. Yep. I feel like you did a really great and concise job of explaining it of explaining what happened and I just it's been such I just I'm always in awe of you because it has been so much yeah like you said that in such a kind way and I just want to not with any details but just say what in the fuck like it was a big disaster it was a big disaster and somehow because of the work I did earlier yeah. during our separation, I was still able to find my peace and find myself yeah. again, which under the circumstances was just almost an act of, what would you even call that? An act of God. Like the fact that you were able to remain calm and like show up for other people and make decisions and you just have had such a golden heart mm, like even you, through everything never saying a mean word never doing anything wrong like thank you you just tried your absolute best and yeah. that is from an objective place anybody would say that thank you objectively that you did everything you could thank you and also I want to shout out my sister and my Shane, <laughs> seriously, for being my absolute rocks. I mean, and along with that, my family, like my dad flew out to stay with me. He had me come for a month and stay with him. My my mom and stepdad and mom just and stepmom, like everyone, all of my friends who have reached out and sent me like, how are you doing? How can I support you better messages? Just you really realize how tight and beautiful your circle is when you're going through a hard time and the amount of energy that my friends and family, but specifically Lauren and Shane gave to me and allowed themselves to hold the space for me is just unparalleled. I feel so lucky. I feel so lucky and nobody – also, just no one spoke a bad word. That should be said again. It should. No one was telling me how shitty it was, how all of these things. People were just genuinely there to hold space for me with whatever I needed. And that was just awesome. unbelievable. Yeah. So well, I feel really, really grateful. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, it's my greatest honor. And I know that it's Shane's honor too. Yeah. And it feels really good. Yeah, I, f I feel like that last bit that you said around noticing when you're going through a difficult time, how much love there is around you. Oh, yeah. And if for whatever reason you're not feeling the kind of support that you need during a time like that, it can also be a really eye-opening moment too. Oh, yeah. I'm just imagining like it could have been very different for you. Could have been so different. So – I will just say this 
um, for people noticing their friends are going through something. And I try to do this for people too. I've kind of done this over time, but just asking someone like, how can I support you? How, how, how are you like, give me $500. (laughs) Yeah. How can I support you? I'm going to need a million (laughs) dollars and a fucking one way plane ticket. (laughs) It's like, no, but really asking people and just letting people know you're there. Like I'm here. I love you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just enough. It just, I felt an overwhelming amount of support. And so I feel very grateful. I'm 27. Mm-hmm. I really, I got married for those of you who don't know the story after eight months of knowing this person. And I was really, really in love. Mm-hmm. Like I feel, I have now felt what it feels like to fall so deeply in love with someone and then to have to choose to walk away. And Dude. that's really fucking hard. It was really hard. It's really hard. It was and also I I want to vouch for it too because a lot of people listening might be like and I, I'm sure that people get this a lot if they get married young or something. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, you got married young or maybe wait longer next time or whatever the case may be." And I just want to say rude number 1 and number 2 yeah. is that Camille getting married helped me leave a really toxic toxic relationship. relationship. Yeah. And because I saw that they had this deep love for each other that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Like I remember standing at your wedding and just being like, oh my God, I just don't have that. Like I wouldn't even know what to say to my partner mm-hmm. if we were going to get married, yeah. you know? And so you really did have that. Yeah. And over time, there was just like an unraveling and an unraveling and you were sort of sewing and stitching yourself up and there was an unraveling and an unraveling on the other side and it was just... It was just... It just wasn't... It just... It wasn't conducive. It wasn't... For my own mental health, I had to You had to walk away. I had to walk away. I was essentially like a walking gray cloud. Mm -hmm. I felt so heavy. I felt so dark. Um, even just the way anyone, for anyone who knows me, that's just never been me. Mm -mm. It's never been me. So I had to just make a decision. My favorite, and I know we want to wrap this into being present. So my, also, I want to just shout out anyone who else who is going through this and just say like, I love you. You are seen, you are heard, you are valued. And my overwhelming lesson in all of this for others Something humongous doesn't have to happen to walk away. They don't have to cheat. It doesn't have to be physical. It doesn't have to be anything like that. You are allowed to walk away at any point if you feel a relationship is no longer serving you. And I want to give anyone the permission to do that. Mm -hmm. Even if you're married. Like to me, a paper, a label did not mean enough to live in a relationship where I wasn't fulfilled in my mind, body, and soul. I keep saying that. And yeah. I feel like everybody, even if you have a house, if you have kids, if you, I don't know, have feel, anything. Yeah. It's just, I, and I'm saying this from a place of feeling the internal distress to now being out of it because I chose to walk away. Yeah. So there's that. I, I do want to mention one of my favorite quotes because in the midst of this, I was starting to read a lot. My spiritual practices were becoming very developed. And 
I was reading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, which I do recommend. The first one I recommend by him is A New Earth, which I think is better. But The Power of Now, I'm not good at quotes, but essentially he says <laughs> he says something along the lines of, if you can't find presence now, you have to make a change. And that was just my overwhelming feeling in my body. I could no longer be present when I was with my partner. And that's your whole life basically when you're married is being with your partner. Mm -hmm. So my – me being with my partner felt very much like living in the past. Oh, I miss how we used to be. I was missing the old version of us or thinking about the future. Is this how it's going to be in the future? oh my God, what the hell is our future going to look like? I couldn't stay present. So I knew I had to make a change. And the first change was a separation. And then ultimately the divorce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that quote is so important. Mm -hmm. And I just think that overall learning, I think that quote is important and it's a secondary, I'm going to start over. That quote makes sense if you know what presence even feels like. That's a very good point. I feel – because people will say, okay, yeah, yeah, I know what it feels like to be present. I was one of these people where I would just be like, yeah, be present. It's like the only thing that matters. But I didn't know what presence was really. Mm. Being present is being able to be so in the moment that your mind is still. It's you're not having an overwhelming thoughts. And this is like advanced presence. If you it imagine takes a lot, it takes a lot. But I'll give you some examples of when you have felt presence because everybody has felt it. They may okay. just not have known when you are at a concert and you're seeing your favorite artist or your favorite DJ set or your favorite whatever. And you have in your body it's joy and you're so there you're watching the way the artist is performing you're hearing the music you're just so in the vibe of it you're present when you're searching and you're catching a wave and you're riding the wave you're present I think even watching a movie no the opposite (laughs) (laughs) well you can use a movie as a great metaphor for other things yeah um I would like to come back to that at some point. Okay. Because – That's a little bit more advanced. Well, yeah, it is. Because technically you're not present because you're not with your body. Oh, to be okay. present, be, it, being okay. with your body is is paramount. So it, it's like this um, immersion of the heart, the body, and the soul. When you kiss somebody for the first time, oh, if it's my like God. a passionate kiss. The best feeling. And you're not – You've had kisses that are present and you've had kisses that are not. Mm-hmm. Kisses that are not is if you're like, does my breath stink? They're kind of a bad kisser. <laughs> I, why are they kissing me? You know, like those are not present kisses. No. But so the reason that we feel that, the reason when we hug somebody that we're so in love with and we just have a moment of calm is because we're present. It's a lot of times during these heightened experiences that we know we can touch presence. And so when we're talking about if you can't remain present, it's kind of – it's an advanced thing actually. 
But I guess what I'd like to add to that quote is that if your mind can't be here with you mm-hmm. and your mind is tra- is time traveling, it's going to the back, it's going to the front, it's going yep. side to side, it's going what if, how about, should I, that's where a change needs to be made. And the change for you, I would say, wasn't even first separation. The no. change for you was your own change. It was an internal yeah discovery of what presence felt like first okay that is fabulous because I wanted to mention that my first I'm not saying make a change as in leave or divorce your partner there were so many changes that I and me and my partner went through before we did the final decision I mean we were in therapy that's a change Mm -hmm. that's a change that's a change you make Mm -hmm. we both changed jobs that's a big change We sold all our stuff and went to travel. That was a big change. Mm -hmm. Okay, we can't be present here. Maybe we'll do it traveling, enjoying exploring the world together. Doing that. Then it came – then I really started soaking into my internal change. Mm -hmm. Then separation. Then divorce. Mm -hmm. So it was so many – I'm not saying you have to make this huge change, but if you can't be present, you can't stay how you are now. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're if you're in this state of living in the past and living in the future, you're missing your whole life. Mm-hmm. You're missing your moments. You're missing those moments of peace and joy or just, I don't know, looking at, I mean, this is how I felt in presence was like looking at my dog and being so immersed with him, just playing and laughing and cuddling and just so happy and then when I was with my partner and that was happening I wasn't feeling the same Mm -hmm. I wasn't I wasn't feeling that joy that happiness that I had felt in the past so I'm not saying I'm I'm perfect in any way or saying oh I know exactly what presence is but I do know that feeling and Mm -hmm. I I dedicated a lot of time and energy to figuring that out and what that meant in my body and I'm still working on it. I still get sucked into past, present, future. Totally. And I think it's just a good thing to note is that the dual thought part of it no longer exists. The are you leaving? Are you staying? Mm-hmm. That craziness that was pulling me so far out of being in my moment. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So – I know so many people are going through this. I know that so many people are listening to this and cringing because they know, they already know what decision they have to make. Yeah, and it's not, the the thing is, we've talked about this before on the podcast with so many different contexts. And it's just, I mean, really when you get down to internal transformation, you're basically just needing to tell yourself the same thing over and over and over and over again and apply it to different contexts. And this is one of those times that we basically have to say, nobody's saying that this is easy. Like when you realize that you have to make a decision, even when we were just talking about what I I talked about, you know, with moving, it's like, yep, shit, this is, this is what's happening. And, but the thing is, is that it gets easier. Yeah. I'm not saying divorce gets easier. What I'm saying is making decisions from your body and making decisions because you know what it feels like to feel good and you know what it feels like not to feel good, those decisions become easier the more you practice it. It's, mm-hmm. with, it's like with anything. 
this is a skill. It's a skill to be able to say, okay, I've, I'm at a point where I've done all I can and it's over now. That's a, I think that's a skill. It's yeah. a skill with business. It's a skill with mm-hmm. anything, with relationships. Yeah. Friendships. So I said this in my blog. This is what my blog post was about. And I also got a question about this the other day. Somebody said, do you ever have feelings of going back to your husband? Mm. And I said, no. Feelings? No. Thoughts? Yes. And it's very different. And I'm learning and still in the process of learning what that even means. But we are so used to making our choices based off of pro and con lists, based on what our mind thinks is better, based on what external people think is better, instead of just sinking into our body and recognizing that the most intelligent choice we can make is through our vessel. What feels good for you? I felt good when I was by myself. I did not – I no longer felt good when I was with my partner. Mm -hmm. My body didn't feel good. I felt tense. I felt anxiety-ridden. I felt restless going to sleep. I felt bad. Moy mal. (laughs) (laughs) I did. So I think it's important to say that Lauren is right. Over time, when you start to make the decisions based on that knot in your stomach, based on the pounding in your heart, instead of based on thinking about past and present or past and future, the choices become easier and ultimately they feel so much freaking better. Mm -hmm. They really do. I've had clients or even myself who will say, I can't imagine my life with the person and I can't imagine it without them. And that is I feel like people will get stuck there for like 20 years yeah <laughs> like pe- they'll just get stuck in this I can't what's make the problem with it is that it's from thinking right it's from thinking it's from thinking so if you're convincing yourself that you don't know what to do because you don't want to make the changes that you need to make you're still thinking is what I'm saying And this is something you always say to me, and I absolutely love this too. What is meant for you will not pass you by. Mm -hmm. Whether that's you breaking up with someone, you getting a divorce, if you're really like so stuck about, oh my God, I can't live without them in the future. Okay, then get back together. Yeah. You can literally try again. Yes. If the person's up and willing. Like if nothing, (laughs) I I don't know. I just – I feel like that is a shitty excuse to stay. It is. And you know what? I've, I have those thoughts too. Of course I did. I was at one point madly in love. Yeah. You know, I thought I was going to have kids with this person, a future. I really pictured myself old with this person. And ultimately what is meant for you will not pass you by. I remember my dad saying that to me when I was like, we're getting divorced, dad. You know, like I, holy shit. And he's like, well, some people get divorced and then they get back together later. Crazier things can happen. Crazy things. That happened you with know? Shane's parents. Shane's yeah, parents. It literally <laughs> happened with Shane's parents. So got married what, twice. Yeah. What's meant for you won't pass you by. Mm-hmm. You just have to make your decisions based on how you feel now. I'm yeah. telling you, it feels so good. And just giving yourself the – this one has just rocked me lately. I just love it. Okay. Is that there really is no such thing as the right or the wrong decision. There is just the decision. 
because <laughs> yeah. if you make the wrong decision, who's saying that it's wrong? It's like, yeah, there is no governing body other than obviously law enforcement and stuff. But even that's kind of bullshit. You know, they'll tell you weed is wrong, but it doesn't feel wrong for many people. Yeah. So it's like you don't have to be living your whole life panicked about making the right or the wrong decision. Just worry about making decisions that feel good mm. and knowing that you're going to fucking be okay. You're going to yes. be okay. When you live from your body, your body is an intelligent, divine vessel. It's not going to be telling you to do things that destroy your life. It's not. Its sole purpose is to survive. Yeah. So – when your body is getting tight and like, oh God, you have to leave, you have to leave. And you say, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to leave. You know, it's going to happen. I'm going to leave. Yeah. It might feel hard at first. It might be messy. There might be papers and bullshit and all this stuff that you have to do. But ultimately that decision is what you're being called to do. So it's mm -hmm. not right. It's not wrong. It just is. And when you can focus more on what is life gets more present and you become closer to source like you become closer to the essence of you which is not a life of overthinking and overstimulation no. and all of that stuff so that's such a beautiful thing to say it just is it just the decision is. just is the decision just is you're not any better if you make it or if you don't it just is it just is yeah that was really well put well thanks I'll credit Shane our second announcement is one that we have thought about for months and we're so happy to finally share with you that we are launching our membership VIP Sacred Union experience on Patreon. That's right. Now, if you haven't heard of Patreon, this is a membership service where you can essentially go and support your favorite podcast, writers, artists, all these things and gain exclusive access to bonus content. So at the Sexton, we have created two different membership styles. We have our golden wolf pup tier. That is for you to show us that you want to buy us our coffee before we do our episodes or our matchas. <laughs> you want to show us some extra love. You want to support us creating more content and expanding. It just really helps us and we give you our ever-loving gratitude and adoration. Then we have our diamond adorned wolf tier where we are giving you access to exclusive only seen on Patreon content. That includes extra mini episodes, some Q&As, some live stuff, some early access to our, our events and group coaching. And the best of all, when you are a diamond adorned wolf tier member, you are entered into a random raffle each month, once a month, for a chance to win an hour-long Zoom call one-on-one, -on -one, or I guess two-on-one, -on -one, with your den mothers. Yes. You can come to us with any questions you have, a situation you're working through, wanting to know more about us. Mm -hmm. You will have one hour of your den mother's time, and you get the chance to win that every single month that you are a member. We cannot wait to have you there you can find us at patreon.com slash the sexton and we are holding a raffle this month 
We will pick it live on our Patreon. So if you are one of the first to join us, you have one of the first opportunities to have an hour-long call with us. So get on it. We cannot wait to meet you. We cannot wait to offer you more exclusive content and to really grow this wolf pack into the infinite universe. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, baby. Can't wait to see you there. So this week I put up a Q&A about sex. I said, ask me questions about sex. And lots of my followers didn't understand that I didn't mean sex, <laughs> my personal With sex you. life, but I'm going to answer one of the questions because I just think it's so unique. I was asked, <laughs> do you, well, I feel like I should read it, but it's, do you like to be slapped right before you come? And honest to God, I've never experienced this before. I have never experienced that. I think I'm going to try it because I do love to be slapped. In the face? Yeah. I like it in the face more than on the butt. That's really nice and interesting. It is interesting. I like it because Shane and I like to play slap a lot. We like to do slapping. Maybe. But I love to be. maybe Maybe it will give you a whole new orgasmic experience you never knew. What if it does? I'm here for it. Okay. And I'm here to hear next week what your answer is. Yeah. <laughs> now for our other questions, we are dropping a bonus Q&A mini episode on our Patreon for our Diamond Adorned Wolf members. Yes. So if you are interested in hearing about more sex questions, you head over, you support, you subscribe. We are really excited to drop our first mini Patreon episode. experience. Yeah, we can't <laughs> wait. It's so fun. We're so excited. So – This week, I know it was a lot, moving, maintaining presence, divorce, some heavy stuff, but that's where we're at. Yeah. That's where we're at in life, and I am so excited to be back. I'm so excited to just keep pushing even more content, grow the wolf pack stronger, so we love you all so much, and do you have anything for the wolves? I just want to say that I love you all, and- Viva Mexico, baby! Ow, ow, ow! Yay!